Looking to clothe your kids and furnish your home without breaking the bank while also meeting awesome people, decluttering, and making some moolah while you're at it? Keep listening to this episode of The Catholic Money Show. The Ultimate Guide to Consignment Sales. Buying, selling, and volunteering. We're going to break it down on today's episode. But I think before we dive into all the nitty gritty details, Mm because we are now very involved in consignment sales, let's talk about where this began. Mm. Let's back the train up to almost a decade ago. Yeah. And talk about how we kind of discovered this entire world to begin with. Golly. A world that's grown very popular mm-hmm, since mm-hmm. then. Do you remember where our first consignment sale was? Colorado. It was when we lived in we Denver. We were living in Colorado. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't where we were living. It was pretty south. Was it in the spring? There was a lot of suburbs. Yeah, it was in the spring. Nope, it was in the fall. Colorado Springs. <laughs> oh, Colorado. It was down towards there. Okay. Yes, yes. The Springs. The Springs. <laughs> Not spring. <laughs> it was, the context was we had we found were, out that we were adopting. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have our first kid. And we had nothing. No, and no idea of what we might need. No idea. I remember we walked, we went into the thing, we got, we at least, we, we got there, I think near the beginning. Yeah. We went so, with a friend. So what had happened was, yeah, we were in the adoption process, which it was our first time through and we've obviously now adopted three times. We're in the process to hopefully God willing, do it again mm-hmm. um, in the next year. But it was, it was kind of this weird limbo where we have been chosen and so we're hopeful adoptive mm-hmm. parents, but mm-hmm. I'm not actually a mom yet. So it was yeah, just this, yeah. it was this weird limbo and a lot of friends were hesitant to really acknowledge that I was an expecting mother, hmm. it, it, you know, in that way, because we know, you know, people have experienced disrupted adoptions, etc., mm-hmm. And so people were just treading lightly. And then, and it almost felt, I kind of felt left out of the conversation, frankly. Hmm. I didn't know where I fit anymore. Um, you know, hanging out with single friends, the conversations for me had shifted as I'm kind of nesting and preparing to to add a kid mm-hmm. into our home. Mm-hmm. But with friends that were, you know, that were already moms, they didn't really know how to converse with me. But I had one friend, mm-hmm. one friend who just kind of beautifully treated me as an expecting mom. And when she got an, a pass to go to this pre-sale for first time parents, mm. she said to me, and I want you to come with me because mm. you're going to be a first time parent too. And I remember crying when she said that. No kidding. Because nobody had really acknowledged that for me mm. up until that point. And so she asked me to go to this sale. So this sale held so much more meaning. It was much more than a consignment <laughs> sale, wasn't it? It was. But then we got there and we totally blew it no as far as... No idea what our- to do. No idea. <laughs> I remember we do went in... Do you remember in, what we purchased? We got some bottles that we never used. <laughs> Um, Cloudy used plastic bottles. Was that there was anything a horrible else? purchase. We bought a Thanksgiving outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and we bought a Christmas dress. And that was it. <laughs> that was about it. And what was, uh, I, what I do remember is then, right, we, we adopted and we have a baby and we have to get all this stuff. And I remember buying things at the store thinking oh. that I saw at the sale. Like the infant bathtub like, and the that towels. Was, I bet that was a lot cheaper at that thing. Mm-hmm. 
we were just kind of blocked in our brains and we didn't really know. Yeah, you know, we were also first time parents. We had no idea what we were doing. And then the friend I was with, she also had no idea what she was yeah, doing. Yeah, she was new. I think she bought a bathtub and like two outfits. I mean, none of us knew. We had no <laughs> idea what we needed and what needed this consignment sale could offer. We didn't really understand the depths of this. And so whether you are a expecting or new parent, or maybe you're just a parent who's new to consignment sales, mm-hmm. we don't want you to make the same mistake. Right. And a lot of these sales have actually expanded beyond just simply mm-hmm. kids stuff. And we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Um, the, the, the sale that we ended up encountering when we came to Omaha, you know, we moved yep. away from Denver, couldn't go to that sale again, moved to Nebraska. And there were a few different sales in the local area mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, you know, I discovered through through friends or on social media or just through a Google search. And I went to a handful of them that very first year. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple that just didn't really um, I didn't love. But there was one that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It happened to be pretty close to our home. Yes. And, thankfully. you know, we, we ended up just going and getting clothes for our oldest daughter. Yeah. At the time, I think we had two. Um, and I, I made sure to get enough outfits for the next season that she was going to be in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't blow at that time. But I, I was my mental status was just kind of just clothing. I was very still a little narrow in my perspective of what I could purchase at this. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, I think we we dabbled a bit and maybe got a bike. Maybe we got a birthday present for mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. It, our horizons began to be expanded. And we found out we were adopting for the third time in four years. Um, and we needed cash really badly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if many of you you many of you have heard our story on the podcast we've shared in the past we essentially like every penny that we had we had to kind of liquidate to go ahead it was a surprise situation mm-hmm. we had just started our business um, but God provided and one of the ways he provided was we went around the house and we just found a bunch of stuff and we took it and it was our first time being sellers mm-hmm. and we went to my parents house and I said give me everything oh, yeah. in your basement I will <laughs> I want to mark it up I want to sell it at this sale and I want to say we sold like a couple hundred dollars, yeah. but honestly, it helped us with like the final lawyer's invoice that mm-hmm. came through that was $600. This actually paid for a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. So it, we kind of sunk at it. And if I knew what I know now, then I would have probably sold a lot more. But yes, so it we firmly our first year in Omaha broken our teeth on finally shopping well, and then we'd gotten selling for the first time ever. And I, I would say at that point, then this consignment sale really kind of began to suck us in. Yes. Because we began to experience more benefits and meet an incredible community. Mm-hmm. And we've not missed a sale since. Yeah. Buying or selling. Or volunteering now. Or volunteering. Oh, yes. The next. Yeah, we've, we learned about level. the volunteering the mm-hmm. next sale. And then it continued. Yes. But we want to talk about First, before we get into the buying, the selling, the volunteering, mm-hmm. benefits, John. Ooh. Benefits. Why are why should people consider a consignment sale? There's a number of benefits. I think the maybe the easiest one that comes to mind is that you save loads of money. Sure. Yep. Why buy a shirt at the store for nineteen dollars when you can buy that same shirt, hardly worn, at the consignment sale for three dollars? There's no reason. 
Mm-hmm. So you really like taking tags off. So you save a lot of money. You get really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, the big, the biggest one is to save the money. Yeah, but I think that more. the statistics out there show that the average family is spending about twelve hundred dollars annually to clothe their kids. That's mind blowing. Is that each kid? That's each kid. That's pretty mind blowing to me. I mean, oh maybe if gosh. you have multiple girls, you're passing it down, or boys, you're passing it down, so that might save you a pinch. Um, but this was average, and mm. now. I'd say most families probably aren't average and they're trying to figure out ways to save. But wow, that is that's quite the number on just clothing. Mm-hmm. And again, at these, you can find the same brands, the same quality, the same items that, you know, your kid wants to be wearing at school. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they go to public school and they don't have a uniform, like you can get the good stuff that the they're cool going to they're gonna be proud to be in. <laughs> Not like, oh, mom, why'd you get that for me? They're going to want to wear the items and they're, they're good quality. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going there. It's not like the Goodwill. It's not like you're going to just grab a shirt and it's going to be kind of stained. It's going to be stinky or mm-hmm. ripped. Mm-hmm. They screen for these types of things. So um, it's good items to be yeah. shopping from. Yeah, it's also another benefit is that you can, you can sell stuff. You can mm-hmm. be a consigner. So your stuff can be part of the sale. And when people buy it, you make money. Mm-hmm. So now you're saving money shopping there. You're making money selling there. So the whole thing might be, you might, just the, might float the whole thing or maybe even make money. So you're going to get new outfits and all of that whole new season of clothing for your kids. It might be free. Might even You might even get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Our goal typically is to get as close as possible mm-hmm. to neutral, although we're still in a phase of building yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we buy things. Yeah, we don't. We, yeah. Still a it net outflow and a budget. <laughs> but yes, it's a lot less of an outflow. Eventually, we'll have lots more mm-hmm. to sell. Another benefit is that you're just not participating in the throwaway culture or just wasting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know the statistics right now, but just if if we all knew what was in landfills, particularly even clothing mm-hmm. from fast fashion. And, you know, just so much clothing is just thrown away Mm -hmm. and it's just in piles in landfills and some of it's perfectly good clothing. It just never sold at maybe a thrift store, et cetera. Um, Or somebody just threw it out without even trying to give it away, donate it or sell it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that there's an element of good stewardship there of just saying, I don't want to participate in that if I don't have to. And so why wouldn't mm-hmm. I go try and save something from going in the landfill if if it serves and suits my needs and it's a good quality item? Why wouldn't I start there mm-hmm. instead of going and just participating in endless consumerism, new, 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 and kind of feeding the beast, if you will. Mm that is just gonna keep creating more things that are just gonna end up in the landfill and participate in that culture of waste. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to to be part of that in order to provide well for your family. Mm -hmm. And as you do this, the other benefit is that you are keeping your money in your local economy, like your hyper local economy. And it's not just that you are shopping at a store that's local, it's beyond that. You're Mm -hmm. not, you're not, you're taking the money that you'd be spending on say clothing for your kids and it's not going into the pockets of some giant worldwide corporation who's then giving some of that to this giant worldwide clothing manufacturer. You're just taking money and you're, 
shifting it over to another family in your community. Mm-hmm. And so that money stays local. It actually helps the people around you and builds up your local your local life. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge reason uh, to, to be a part of these sales. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, um, if you do have kids, I think it's just a it's just a great way to expose your kids to to good consumer behaviors mm-hmm. and good stewardship. Um, just that, yeah, we don't fly out the door and buy new all the time. We actually go and we look and we see if, you know, there's something gently used that could fit our needs right now. And then if Mm -hmm. there isn't, then we're going to go over to the store and we're going to get the pair of shoes that we need for this, that or the other. But you know what? We're going to try to kind of recycle something first from, from another family and it's going to help our family save money on it. And then it's going to give this thing a little bit more life, et cetera, Mm -hmm. before we just fly out the door and overspend on these everyday items. Yeah. That's a good habit to, mm-hmm. to build into your kids. To build into yourself. Thriftiness. Yes. A little bit of thriftiness never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> say you're gonna save money, you can make money, you're not you're not participating in this wasteful uh, thing that's going going on in the world right now. You get to keep your money local and you get to set a good example. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure that we're doing those things, doing them really well. So we're gonna hop now into practicals so the best practices that you can adopt for buying selling and even volunteering at one of these sales but first of course we're going to look at buying mm-hmm. so these are the tips that we've learned over the last almost decade going to these sales to make sure we get the biggest bang <laughs> out of those bucks. You're going to you're going to hear Jonathan and I banter a bit cuz some of my best practices aren't always his best practices. <laughs> some of my best practices are her worst practices. My things you need to f- create a plan to mitigate. <laughs> but best practices for buying. So first one would just be create an inventory of your needs. Um, especially if this is beyond just a kids sale. So ours our local one now is kids stuff, parenting stuff, but also household and men's and women's, mm-hmm. um, sports, athletics, etc. Bedding, you know, is all those types of things. So do you, what kind of clothing sizes are you looking for? What season are you going for? What household items might you need? Um, you know, maybe all your forks keep getting thrown away not that that's ever happened to us and you gotta, you need, you need more utensils for eating. Um, you just want to you want to make sure that you are aware of the things that you need because when you walk in it is very easy to end up getting overwhelmed yes. by just the sheer amount of things that are there and available it can take you a couple of hours to actually go through here mm-hmm. i am a melancholic in temperament <laughs> and and so i can get overwhelmed fairly easy maybe easier than the average bear Um, but it's just easy to my brain will get overwhelmed and then go blank so if I don't have a list I have been known to go into this knowing I need to get clothes for our oldest daughter for the next season Mm -hmm. and somehow I came out with a KitchenAid and stuff for the little girls and I came out with one shirt for the oldest child it didn't I had to go back and reshop later because <laughs> mm-hmm. my brain shut off by the time I got to her clothing yep. <laughs> and I just couldn't do it. And so getting that list is really, really essential. Now, a second tip there 
about the kids Mm. is I recommend, and this is from learned experience. This is where John and I are going to differ here. If possible, I think moms should try to shop without your children, at least your very first time through. Mm. If you got to go back for a second pass, you're going to go back on half day half off day a lot of these sales have at the very end they'll have a 50% off day Um, bring them then or have them come at the very end of your shopping so they can try things on you know sometimes you got a picky kid who has to feel the shoe on their foot first or they've got a sensory thing and you they need to be able to feel this shirt that's going to go on their back is it scratchy you know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. if you've got one of these kids we do and so our strategy has morphed over the years and it's become this I shop alone for for two hours by myself. You guys meet me at the end. Uh I have the sensory issue. Kiddos do all the things they need to do. Uh Now you and the kids kind of do your shop. Yeah. Then we check out. Uh Uh-huh. And then we kind of repeat the same process on half off day. Yes. But it allows my brain to be able to thoroughly shop without distraction. because when I would do this by myself, like you didn't come with me, it was just me and the kids. They were fighting in the cart. Mm. They were running away from me. <laughs> they were having a meltdown because it was nap time. It just wasn't a very fun experience. And so, um, yes, that's that's my recommendation. Now, you would prefer to come right away. I, I- Yes, and then I would take the kids and look at stuff while you're doing yours, but I get sidetracked. I start looking at stuff. Oh, hey, all right, you guys just stay over there. I'm going to go. We tried that then one they year. don't stay over there. And then our kids ran feral, and I had to quit <laughs> shopping so I could go manage the children because Jonathan was Including lost in the electronics section. <laughs> so we don't do that anymore. Yes, we don't do that anymore. Or we'll have my mom come with us. We've yes. done that. We need a third adult because Jonathan, a second adult. <laughs> you're going to get lost hey. in the sale because it's exciting. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of fun and exciting things. All right. The other another great uh, good best practice uh, to have is to know your budget. Mm-hmm. What is your all in budget for this sale? It's easy to either think, oh, I don't know if we have really have that much money around for this. We won't get that. We won't. No, no. Or on the, and then you're missing out on stuff that you actually do need and you had money. Or the other side where you just load that cart and before you know it, you've overspent and now you need to sacrifice other budget categories right, in order sure. to pay for all that stuff you just bought. Yep. Yeah. Some people need to be careful on that because you could get suckered in. If you're like a deal hound and you're just addicted to a deal, you're going to find a Place lot of deals. Is full of deals. The whole place is a deal. So just be careful. And so, yes, defining that budget early is important. And like I said, early on, we just went in with this mindset of I've got $100 and this is to go towards the oldest child's next season of clothing and shoes. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And then we started to realize, oh, there's just so many other things here. There's so much um, versatility you know, things that belong in our family entertainment category, things mm-hmm. that fall into our homeschool category, things that fall under the birthday gift category, mm-hmm. things that fall under the Christmas category, things that go under the clothing category for Jonathan and I, things that are fun money once we want to spend that on. So really, we just peek at those categories in our budget mm-hmm. beforehand, and we kind of know what the collective piggy bank balance is, if you will. Sure. And so then we kind of go into the sale knowing, oh, okay, it's not just 100 bucks for clothing, but 
actually we're going in with about six hundred dollars and we want to we want to get all the Christmas presents for the kids, all the birthday presents for the kids, mm-hmm. all the bikes and the, the skateboards and the things that they're wanting to do um, kind of actively and mm-hmm. the whatever the the bedding and the, the throw pillows we need. But we kind of look at that and know the number in advance and it really does create more freedom for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Now remember, this is a sale made up of all the stuff that people are bringing in and they've priced it themselves. And so it's also very important that you get there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Now you don't want to give in to the kind of this, oh, there's there's not going to be anything there. Oh, I gotta, gotta go. I gotta buy everything I might I might want kind of mentality but you really should get there earlier because you're gonna have the best selection and you'll be able to have the most available options so you can get the best price. Say, right, I always go to the board games. You love the board games. And so you'll find multiple copies of the same game at wildly different prices. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. usually sells in the store for 25 bucks. This guy, it, you know, it's in great condition. He wants 20. This one's also in great condition and they want 10. This guy doesn't know what he's got and he's asking for three. Yep. I'm going to buy the one that's three bucks because yes. that's the first guy there to see, oh, actually, I want that. I'm going to get the cheap one. Mm-hmm. And same thing with clothing, with any of the other goods that you're looking for there. Yep. So typically they're going to allow priority access to volunteers, those who are volunteering the most hours mm-hmm. to the least hours. They, they kind of have their own chunk of time. Then they're going to give precedence to consigners, mm-hmm. those who are selling in the sale. They're going to get in. And then later that day, so in the morning is the volunteers, mid-afternoon is these consigners. At that afternoon and evening is typically when pre-sale family and friends access begins mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll charge you a cover of like five dollars ten dollars sure. i a hundred percent think it is worth paying for that a hundred percent if you get a free pass that great but if you have to pay a small fee to get in no worries. so worth it so worth not fighting the general public the next day mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like jonathan said getting those better prices on the same items I remember or this. Just the best items. Yeah, the best items. Mm-hmm. Somebody, what are those books our kids like with the. Narnia. No, no, no. They're the silly ones with the dog man. I think it's called dog man. It's called dog man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one with the dog man? The, the, the first day, there were those dog man books sell for what, 15? Uh, they're $20. anywhere between. I think it's like, no, it's like or 10, 10 to 15. 15 new, somewhere uh, in there. Per book. Yes. Her book. So there was somebody who had one for like $8. There was somebody else who had one for $5. Mm-hmm. And then there was some guy who or mom had bundled them. They just wanted them gone. Three for, for, for $5. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? Because I was there during the volunteer hours. Got them. Mm-hmm. Got them well before anybody else. Bingo. Now, speaking of the different sellers mm-hmm. that are in the sale... A lot of times you'll notice that the different consigners will make markings on their clothing items in particular. Mm -hmm. I don't notice it a lot on the other items. Yeah, because this is helpful for picking their stuff up that didn't sell at the end. Yeah. So they'll put, you know, a piece of pink tape around the hanger or orange tape. Usually it's tape on the hanger. So pay attention to that because, you know, oh, I, I really liked this, whatever it was, this dress, this outfit, whatever. Oh, it's got orange zebra tape on the... Okay, now I'm going to look for other orange zebra tape 
around because it's probably similarly uh, styled. Like if you we like might this, have the same taste. You like what they like. Perfect. They might be selling clothes in kind of the same size mm-hmm. too. Because it was that kid. They're just moving on. And if you think it was reasonably priced, they're probably also going to reasonably price everything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because every now and again, you'll get the person and they try to screen for this too. Um, if it's a good, you know, the sales being run by competent people, but the person who overvalues their items. That's, mm-hmm. that's the temptation to always overvalue our items and then it's just going to sit until half off day mm-hmm. or some people will put no discount on basically everything and then they're shocked when they have to go home with a ton of things. Yeah. <laughs> so finding somebody who knows how to price their stuff well um, usually is going to be a veteran who's mm-hmm. been there, done that, knows this process, has kind of felt out pricing before. So you'll typically know when you come up against like somebody who's a newbie, you know, asking like, $15 for a um for like a cat and jack dress from Target. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That's a $4 item. <laughs> or whatever for the toddler, right? You just you want to find the people that are more reasonable in this. Mm-hmm. All right, my favorite part of this of these little episode. of these sections. Absolutely. We're going to give you our best buys that we've ever had. We're going <laughs> to tell you our best sales as well, but this is my favorite part. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those best buys that we've had? Okay. So one of them that comes to memory is a KitchenAid stand mixer. That yes. was The it reason was it very was very well timed. The reason as well. Yes. So before the sale, I left our KitchenAid we, making bread like kneading some bread uh-huh. on the kitchen countertop yeah. while I ran upstairs and straightened my hair quick mm. because it took six minutes. It wanted six minutes to do the thing. Now, that was just a bad idea because it moves. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't know well, that. Especially it, when you're, when you're doing the kneading the bread because it's, ah! it's really working. And so it. Just, so it kind of just got closer and closer to the edge and then fell off. Mm-hmm. gouged the wood floor yep <laughs> and destroyed the machine and then i never had bread <laughs> so you repaired the wood floor but then the kitchen aid was was we couldn't get it working it was again. not working we couldn't get it repaired couldn't figure it out go to the sale we're volunteering mm-hmm. right setting up all the things and i see a kitchen aid for 125 dollars nicer and larger nicer and larger had. so a little bit of an upgrade yes kind of nice this new at, at you know bed bath and beyond or costco this would have been a four to five hundred dollar item mm-hmm. i see it for 125 i shopped during the volunteer hours it. bada bing bada boom got the kitchen aid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot of people aren't looking for those higher priced items higher priced items at the consignment sale but yeah. i was just so happy that there was one absolutely mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was perfect yeah another one i feel like i these are all my we favorites. We get excited about different if, types if of If you you can you feel free to share one. I wrote down all my examples. I know. I know. <laughs> you have one that bit you in the tush this year. Not um, about that one. Matilda Jane dresses. <laughs> I just think they're so whimsical and cute and adorable, mm-hmm. and our kids love them. And if you buy them new, you're talking about forty to sixty dollars per dress. But here at the at the sale, I'll find them between four and eight dollars. Mm-hmm. And usually, if another mom also likes them, she's going to have a bunch of them. And I have learned that pink unicorn tape mom likes these. And so a couple of these sales, I've kind of followed her stuff around. And I just kind of grab all of the ones um, because she I think she's got a 
a daughter maybe a couple of years older than our oldest. And so I just kind of snag all of her stuff often. We have the same style and um, I love getting those dresses for mm-hmm. for such a good price. Yeah. Another great buy that we had, uh, which again, we were able to spot because we were there early, was this huge bin. I mean, it's what, four feet by Two, two and a half feet by, and then it's like maybe six to eight inches deep, mm-hmm. full of Lego. And not just not Lego. Not just random Lego. Lego Friends Kits. sets. Mm-hmm. So that's like the, the girly Lego. Um, and our kids love Lego. And it had all the books, all the stuff. We counted it up. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't have the, the exact calculations, but it was at least two dozen sets and not all just little guys, some big ones. Uh, and it was, it was some, it was what, six, $700 worth of Lego. If we, we, we would it, have yeah. bought all those sets new, mm-hmm. it was, what was it? $99. $99. I called you. Yeah. I called you about that one and I said, do you want me to go for this? And you just. I mean, it's $99. It's $100 sure. of plastic. It's yeah. still a good And bit of you money. were like, yes, immediately. Absolutely. Please. Don't let it out of your sight. <laughs> Got it. We are still giving birthday and Christmas presents out of that bin. Although it does require Jonathan and I sitting down to assemble. We have fun. We we assemble the kits to make sure all yes. the pieces are there. Thankfully, we didn't we know this it. the first time. We like went through the book and like found the pieces as we went and built the thing. You just go to the back of the book and it lists all every the things piece. you need so you and just kind of like go in there color. and it's faster so that's a lot easier yes <laughs> and our kids also they've they've grown to accept that they're getting lego sets that are coming in Not a ziploc bag <laughs> and maybe one to three pieces are going to be a different color than they're supposed to be maybe most of the time, yeah. Not. Most of the time, we get we found yeah, we find them know. all. It's but it's like, Lego. oh, this piece that gets covered up anyway, meh. It's brown instead of pink, but it's not a big <laughs> deal. Uh, so it's awesome. Yeah. We love that. That's been a good a goodie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll share one more. And if, if you want to share another one, I'll after share that. that you one share that back. It, it would have been awesome, but I'll share that. Um, one. So I've been wanting candlesticks for our table for a while um, because that thing you put the candle in candle holder yes candlestick holder yeah yes 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 and i saw these ones that were there they were clear they're pretty they were clear i just thought they were you know like glass mm-hmm. um i got them on half off day Fifth, they were ten dollars and i got them for five because it was the 50 percent off mm-hmm. sale and then we're home a couple weeks later and i i noticed there's some inscribing there's down some, some in on it. in it so you get it and i i kind of like looked really close and it says Tiffany and company and they're made they're crystal yeah and they were hundreds of dollars on their website and I got them for five dollars and I've been so proud of that that purchase and they make the table just yeah, lovely they're really nice and I remember we listened to um or we were talking with I forget if it, we listened to their podcast or I just heard it from them straight but Mike and Alicia Hernan of Messy Family mm. Project talked about how sometimes doing a candlelit dinner will kind of calm your kids down and they won't be so insane <laughs> um I think it works although they do get a little bit insane when it's time to figure out who's going to blow them out yes. so we haven't worked on that part yet um but the candlesticks have been hit mm-hmm. and the holders have been beautiful 
Okay. All right. Here's my Here's your purchase. super favorite. If you're watching the video, you'll see it. If not, I will describe if you're just listening. But here it is. I found this. I'd seen these online. It is a dual extra monitor setup that's portable. So it unfolds. And now your computer has three screens instead of just one. And the idea is you put it onto your laptop. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're out and about, you it kind of fold, comes apart. You slap it on. There's a little kickstand in the back. You plug in the cords. And now I am... Three screens deep at Panera. It's awesome. <laughs> people I look at us. Loved it. Some people like are like, we're what crazy. the heck? And other people are like... Oh, where do I oh, get one of those? Yes. Many people were um, interested in it. And so Norm, I looked this one up because I didn't believe that I had found it at the sale. It was $20. This was on full price day. $20. It had never been used. It normally, uh, on their website, it's $400. So no brainer. And like, even we get like it. on eBay, it's like over two. So I thought, yes, we're definitely getting this. And I used it. It was awesome for a few weeks. Mm. And then the way this one in particular goes on the the laptop screen, um, it it there's very little contact. So the contact that there is ends up being a lot, of, a pressure lot of pressure in those little spots. And so I moved my computer with it when it was all set up and it ended up like cracking or something. The interior of the LCD screen like not the glass but inside the part that actually makes the image your screen black and so it was I had like an inch and a half on the side that was unusable okay we'll see uh, and then just kept getting worse and worse and worse and so my $20 deal mm. ended up being a $500 fix and that that was a is Finding you being frugal, unbelievably frugal, and and uh, next level like you finding other solutions. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been like twelve hundred dollars. So if it would have worked out, it would have been like it would have been one of our best injury. one of our best buys. Now it goes uh, into the basement of worst buys we've. Ever. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't know. One. We didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. So if you're looking for those, they are cool. Maybe consider a freestanding model that mm. doesn't have to touch your laptop screen, yeah. especially if it would be very expensive to fix. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's best practices for buying. Let's shift gears and go into selling. Yes. And I'd say as we're going through these, we're, we're talking buying, selling, volunteering. Each one of these builds the next, the previous one up. Mm -hmm. And so you are, you will talk about some of the ways that you get better buying out of selling. Yes. Right. And so let's, let's hop in. So, Okay. What's great about selling is, well, you, you get to declutter. You get to minimize the amount of stuff in the house. If you're me, you get to stay sane. Yes. Because <laughs> you might routinely want to throw out half of everything. Well, you don't have to throw it out. One of my lines. You can sell it. One of my lines, my go-tos is I want yeah. to throw away half the house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, let's try to sell it first. Yes. And so it gives you an opportunity to get some stuff out of your house. Mm -hmm. That you've been always wanting to, or turn unwanted gifts into cash. Why re-gift it when you can resell it? Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and one of the ways that I do this. Yes, this is your your secret this has tip. Been your insider. My insider knowledge. knowledge. Um, I just started this probably probably two years ago. Mm -hmm. I've got some tester bins in the garage. 
kids don't really know about it. They see stuff in it, but it's not threatening because it's not the trash can. No. They don't know why it's in this bin. Um, And just throughout the year, if I notice that, okay, I haven't haven't seen that out lately. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem to be getting a whole lot of play. You know what? I don't think anybody's wearing that anymore. I'll take it to the test bin. And now I'm waiting to hear reactions. Some items within 24 hours. I didn't know that that little seal stuffy mattered to anybody. Oh my. It was essential. (laughs) And it was noticed. Where's such and such? Oh, let me go get it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then I can go ahead and and back up. I find it good. Nine out of 10 items, though, they never get asked about. Never remember. There's never an inquiry as to where they went. They don't care. They've forgotten. Perfect item to sell. Yep. So that is how I go ahead and test items before just kind of ripping them out of the kids' hands while they're still <laughs> mid-use and selling them. I don't do that. Anymore. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wait and I test them in the bin and I make sure that this is an item that needs to be exiting our home. Mm-hmm. And then... They haven't been inquired after. The sale's coming up. We're maybe a month out. There you go. It's time to begin the tagging process. Mm -hmm. And to make that tagging process smooth, it helps to have all your stuff in one spot. Yes. Maybe out there by that bin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the tags that you need to use for your sale, the tape that you're going to need, the scissors you're going to use that, you know, cut the tags out or cut your tape or whatever pen marker whatever pins hangers markers all that stuff everything you need to do because yeah right the sale that we do you pin the shirts on and the pants on and stuff because then they don't fall off yeah get ripped off it's it's, it's actually really nice and once you get the hang of it it's really easy Mm -hmm. so we keep kind of all the supplies together uh and ready to go so it can be as smooth a process as possible. So you're not running all over the house trying to grab everything. Mm-hmm. And here's the other insider tip. You get free hangers at the dry cleaner. Amanda still how. doesn't believe me on this No, one. no, I know that you have. We've benefited from this. I just don't know why they're giving them to me. I don't quite, but I know, like, they've done it why for they decades. Me? Like, when I was a kid, <laughs> we needed hangers. My dad just goes to the dry cleaner. Really? Yes. When we need hangers for this, we just go to the dry. It's a thing they all do. Nobody's looked at me crazy. You just it's go, can I some hangers? Can I, I need some hangers. Can I get, yeah, how many do you need? Uh, I don't know. Four dozen? Sure. And here you go. There's the one in town that has like really nice hangers. And there's the other oh, one. the thick ones? Yes. And okay. then there's the other dry cleaner that like I pick out of like the reject pile. Ooh. That they're not going to use anymore. Which that one makes sense. That makes the sense. The other one, I, don't, I think they're just trying to be nice. Because then when I have well, something to dry clean, maybe, maybe I'll go there. Back. <laughs> or they buy so many. Because every, remember, every outgoing garment is on a hanger. Sure. So they're buying right, tens of thousands of hangers at a time. Maybe. They've got to be so cheap. Maybe. Anyway. It's like asking for a napkin at McDonald's. You know, it's like, yeah. Okay. All right. Take some. <laughs> but you don't go like, ask. Are you kidding me? For a package like, of napkins. You're buying these napkins. How many? <laughs> hey, can I have two dozen napkins? Yeah, I don't care. Here you go. Maybe it's like that. Great. You can, um, if like this is something that you feel like you won't have time for. The tagging and and all that. We have fun. 
We usually we usually start tagging in advance, but then the night before the sale is like then we ah! actually get working. We you know throw on a, put the kids down, throw on a record, and we just get get tagging mm-hmm. in the winter. The space heater's on because it's because it's in the it's in the garage. It's, yeah, it's chilly. <laughs> um, but you can sometimes the sale will have an option where you could just pay for somebody to do this, mm. as in like you drop all your items and then they will go ahead and do it all for you but mm-hmm. obviously that comes at a at a price eats into your profits yeah yep and then this is the stage where you'd want to put your individual marking on there so mm-hmm. if you're going to be the yellow tape or you're going to be the green tape or you're going to be the purple unicorn to mark your stuff so yep. that when you go to pick up it's just so easy and you're not hunting through everything this is when you're going to want to do that mm-hmm. and try to i mean i don't know the it's hard because you don't want the same tape as somebody else even if you do, right? I mean, like chances are you're tape, not going to be in the same there's, there's same area. A good area. chance there's going to be enough, somebody else with pink tape, but yeah, they're probably not going to have the exact. They're not also going to have five uh, T girls clothes. Sure, yeah. Maybe they're going to be somewhere else. So yeah, yep. but try to f- if you have a funky tape, use the funky yep. tape, or go to the craft section. Yeah. Instead of the tape area. Ooh, yeah. You'll get a lot of funkier mm-hmm. uh, choices. If you've got a lot of time, I don't know. Could you, Maybe you could, before you put anything on them, you just spray paint the top of your hangers real quick. I'm sure Ooh. there is no end of the creative solutions maybe that have we'll been try tried. that one. Hmm. Like we're going to have everything together that early. Yeah. You're dreaming, buddy. It's not going to be dry by the time I need to go drop these off. What are you talking about? All right. All right. Because ideally you are doing it. You're prepping. You're tagging a month. As things things have been in the bin for a while, you just tag it and move on. In an ideal world, but in the real world, you take care of it as you get closer. Mm -hmm. And as you do this, you need to make it to pay attention to things that are stained, things that have, you know, that are worn out, that have holes, because those aren't going to sell. Don't put them in. And they're not even going to let you bring them in. No. So don't waste your time trying to get those ready. Now, some things... If you do snake it past and then it's caught... You're in trouble. You're probably, maybe, you might be not asked back as mm-hmm. a seller. Yeah. So don't do it. Uh, but some things might just need a wiping. Yeah. You're just going to wipe something down or clean it. Or and please do, because you could ask for a better price when something's absolutely. in much better condition and cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Oh, the spike's like dusty and stuff. All right. I'd pay $5 or, for it. Or but if it was it's wiped, sparkling. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's, yeah, definitely want that one. Yep. So that's going to be really helpful. And then Amanda mentioned earlier those dog mans bundle, bundle. stuff together so books especially if they're in a series or maybe they're all about baseball or something Mm -hmm. you can bundle those together that'll make sense because there is a minimum price oftentimes yeah 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 yeah. so where we're at is two bucks you want something that's at least worth going to be two bucks uh when it's all together or you can make outfits this shirt that might have sold on its own but maybe not these pants that might oh but they actually could look good together let's put those together yeah. We certainly appreciate when you can walk in and go, oh, bingo, we've Here's got a whole outfit. outfit. Yes. Next. So you don't have to go scour the tops and the bottoms trying to make something. Mm-hmm. It's really great when they just come as a pair. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to have originally been nope. a paired outfit. As long as it looks good, it's the same size, all that stuff. Do it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about... Next level. Next level. If you want to take your selling mm-hmm. to the next level, or maybe you're somebody who doesn't have a ton to sell, mm. I would say we fit into that category because our kids, we're still building. 
This we're still, still gets building down. and we're still hoping to have more kids. So mm-hmm. we are not in the active purge all the kids or the baby stuff yeah, mode. This is not our last four year old, hopefully. So we're going to hold on to some of those toys. A lot of those things. So mm-hmm. if you still want to earn at these sales, but you don't really have a ton to sell, here's how you up level. You got to find some stuff to sell. Mm-hmm. So hit the thrift stores, hit the garage sales, and especially if you've got something like a Goodwill outlet that sells by the pound go over there that's it we have done this the last i'd say two sales mm-hmm. and really these are what this make is the profit it, maker this is what brings in money to offset all the spending we do mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the best items we have resold okay this one this top one is from you oh yeah you remember this one yeah, I don't remember quite where I picked it up though. A dumpster. Sure, 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 sure. I don't know quite. A which dumpster. One. Um, <laughs> but it's this big painting of like a flower or something. It was it was nice. Like looking. a red flower. Yeah, it looked nice. Um, but it was like in a dumpster or next. Or somebody's throwing it out next to their trash can kind of thing. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I think the sale was coming Yoink. up too. So I was like, oh, we could we could at least sell that for a couple bucks, and we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, some. This one was from the bins. So by the pound was this kids Samsonite suitcase mm-hmm. roller roller bag. It was really cute. It looked, looked like a crocodile. It was mm-hmm. really cute. Um, we bought it by the pound, so it was probably three bucks maybe. Mm-hmm. And then we sold it. I don't know. I think what. it was like twenty five dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Good. Uh, good profit margin there. And then. I've we got know our sale. Mm-hmm. We know our sale. There are much less boys' clothes than there are girls. Mm. That might be every That's sale. That's universal. <laughs> Any store you go into, there's so, a floor for women's and then a rack for guys. So that means, that to me, that says moms are hurting for mm. good quality clothes for their sons. That and that that they want that. So I tested out by going to our local thrift store mm-hmm. and I bought all the Under Armour um, like athletic shirts and the hoodies and the zip ups and they sell like hotcakes mm-hmm. at the sale. It's a popular brand and they get gobbled up at every single sale. Yeah, I don't so know. you have to make sure you've got some profit margin there mm-hmm. because you are gonna pay a fee to the consignment sale and then you're gonna take home some. So you just wanna make sure that you're not losing money on yeah. these. Yeah, so if you're going out to buy stuff and it's not by the pound or anything, Especially, it's an especially smart move if it's, you know, hey, purple tags are half off today or things like that, right? Mm -hmm. It's the special color tag, then you have more built in room to make profit. Yeah. And if you, you need to know your sale too. I don't know if it's a, if it's kind of a universal or like nationwide thing or not, but like Under Armour stuff. It's hot. So hot. For the middle schoolers in particular. It's just very popular. So we know, oh, that stuff's going to sell. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then for the girls, mm-hmm. um, if I find at thrift stores, athleta girl items that are in the sizes of our girls and maybe not too far off, I keep them. You just buy them. I just keep them for myself because um, I know they're going to sell down the road, but I'll find stuff for women's or in high school. And that's just mm-hmm. too far away for us, for our kids. And I'll sell them and they sell really, really well. They also sell well. Yeah. Yes. They so you got to know certain brands. Yep. Things what are the hot well. brands that kids want to wear to school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And knowing you, that might take a little while knowing your sale. Mm-hmm. 
because then you'll go, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Those always sell and they're always usually priced around 15 bucks. Oh, I can pick this one up for six. Perfect. So it might take bada a bang, little bit of time. Bada boom. And it's good to sell because right then you are at the consigner you're level. You're in so a little you're earlier. usually going to get in a little bit earlier. So you're going to, again, have that access to some of the best stuff and be able to find the best deals, but not the best. That'll happen. <laughs> If you're a volunteer, which is we, what we are talking about now, we'll get to the shopping early, little in a, just a little bit. But volunteering, so there, these sales they pop up, uh, you know, once, twice a year, and that takes work. You got to set up the checkouts. You got to organize the stuff everybody's dropping off. You need to build or at least put back together all the racks to hang all the clothes on. That was a fun year when we did that. That was really fun. Yeah, so they they need help doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's volunteer. So you volunteer, you do this, and then usually, the way it works at ours, is if you volunteer so many hours, instead of getting whatever it is, X percent of your sales, well, now you get X plus 5% or X plus 10% of your sales. So you make, so by volunteering first, you make more money on the very same things that you were selling because you get a bigger bite of the sale. That's one of their ways of paying you for that work is, well, we'll just take a smaller cut of your stuff and you get more. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. And so this helps you take things up a notch and really Mm -hmm. get more bang for your buck at the sale. And I would say, I mean, again, you want to be careful about how much am I anticipating putting into this sale? Because, you know, for example, I think it was it's probably more worth it, um, you know, if like you're selling over a thousand dollars or you're anticipating selling Mm -hmm. over a thousand dollars of inventory. So if you're. Inventory, you're 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 junk. You're in it, girl. You know you're in when you start calling it inventory. Um, So instead of like getting the 70% for like a minimal volunteer, Mm -hmm. well, if you do instead of 10 or 15 hours, you do 30 or 40, now you're getting 90%. Mm -hmm. Well, we're talking about the difference here is $700 or $900. So for $200 more to be worth it, you have to do the math on the hours mm-hmm, there for mm-hmm. yourself. You don't want to just, I mean, life isn't all about your hourly rate. I mean, there's so many other perks here, getting to hang out with people, mm-hmm. um, getting to see friends, getting to see people you've built relationships with in past sales, etc. It's It's more than that. But don't not pay attention to that. Um, and just be cognizant of that reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yeah you, you get some perks, but you're also, through making the sale possible, Helping your local community. You are. So that's a good thing. That's just a good thing to do. Yes. Um, so that's that's really helpful. And it is weird, like, uh, not that, like, I'm certainly not a, like, big chatter, especially with these, like, <laughs> older ladies that I'm, like, doing stuff with. It's mostly right? moms it's volunteering. Moms There's and, definitely guys there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually not at the times I'm coming in, which is during the day. But anyway, it's just like, but I've, we've done it so many times. It's like, okay, yeah, here's this lady. Like, we kind of know how each other want to work and we get it. You done find people that like, yeah, you, you just, know, you, just, you only know, I only know this, these people like through this thing, mm-hmm. but we keep seeing each other. So it, it's kind of, it's just a neat thing. The way it builds up a relationship without it really yeah. trying. And you get to know the people who, yeah, want to get to work and like a job well done mm-hmm. versus the people that yeah. kind of hem and haw a little Ch- more. Chatter. <laughs> 
<laughs> working hard or hardly working. We're more, we like to get in and get that's done um, type. And we found kind of our other people at the sale that like to do that too. Mm-hmm. And so that's always kind of a fun camaraderie. Yes. Chit chat and let's get something done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you'll need to get a few... Uh, practicals kind of squared away for that, especially if you've got younger kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll need to find a babysitter or a friend, somebody to you know watch them while you go volunteer because they can't hang, they can't just go wild while you're really? there. Really, until or, they're probably a middle they schooler, can't they help can't help that much either, right? Once they're old enough, put those guys Bring to em. work because then you guys as a group work ten hours. There's three, you got thirty hours in now, mm-hmm. and so it really multiplies what you're able to do. As they get older and they can actually help. Yes. Don't try to get your eight year old. It's not going to work out. They're not going to do it. No. (laughs) They probably have minimums anyway on Mm -hmm, the the age mm -hmm. for volunteering. But yeah, it doesn't make sense, um, you know, to pay for a babysitter to go volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes it's best if you can find some free childcare or like one spouse, you know, Jonathan and I, we run a business together. So Mm -hmm. if I'm going to volunteer, usually you are home with the kids or you guys are going to do something or we drop them at their hybrid homeschool and now we come and volunteer Mm -hmm. or they go hang out at grandma and grandpa's and we go volunteer. We're not actively paying a babysitter to go volunteer. Mm -hmm. So that does work out for us a little bit better. And it is nice that we both, we get to double up on the volunteer hours. Yes. It just just gets it done. We hit our, our, the number we're going for twice as fast. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage you to volunteer, even if it's that minimum amount to get to the volunteer. Just get in early. Early spot. Now there's going to be super volunteers, you know, the really high hours. They're probably going to get in before you. But oftentimes you're looking at different types of things because the people that are that true at the level of 30, 40 hours, they oftentimes will have teenagers or college Mm. students because they had more availability. So we're not even looking at the same stuff. It's true. So they can get in early. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah. So uh, try to get in because and in this case, it's it's one of those ways where you might save some money because you are finding this thing that's the better deal. But you're also, again, you're getting in to see the better stuff. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's almost like, it's like kind of almost like in some ways you can look at it like a Costco membership. You pay a little bit because you know the benefits are going to be worth mm-hmm. that bit you're paying in time or whatever it might be. Yes. And, and if you are working and you're checking in people's clothes or you're organizing stuff, like you're walking around the sale as you're working. Yeah. You might spice. Oh, that's out there. I know exactly where I'm going to run to first. <laughs> supermarket sweep style. When it's our time to shop. Because I know. I just hope it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't you're hide shopping anything. while you're working. No, no, no. But it's like you're, you're checking people in. But your, your eyes are on you're it seeing first. You're all, seeing. Oh, oh, okay. There's this jacket. That looks good. Oh, oh okay. That's a good pair of shoes. Oh. So it, it, yes, yes. You'll, perks. you'll end up seeing some stuff. So then, you know, I'm going there. I'm, I want to try to get that. Oh, that, that, that was underpriced. Uh, so <laughs> I'm then, going back for that. Yeah. I checked in a gal with a Matilda Jane dress and that was the first thing I went for. <laughs> <laughs> this last year. Yep. I went and got it. So it's really great. So you get that first, you get a little bit of a sneak peek. You get in usually much earlier mm-hmm. when there's less people around. So it's not crazy. You actually have some time to think about things and to actually browse and find what you're looking for. Uh, and it, it again, it's just, it ends up being pretty fun. It's really fun. 
again, we find kind of like the people that run our sale, they're really personable and yeah. just fun people to be around. And then you can tell kind of when, as we gotten more involved, you can tell that there's people that have been in part of this for mm-hmm. a long time and they know each other and they care about each other and they like to enjoy the time that while the sale's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's always fun music going. Yeah, it was, it's, it's just really a nice. good atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. And so we enjoy that. And to us, it's worth the 10 to 15 hours of volunteering Again, to get in for the highest quality stuff at the best price, and then also to get to shop when it's not chaos and scarcity mode, and there's seven other moms combing over the same section, mm-hmm. uh, and we're all just trying to get in line because then we know it's going to get really long. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'd, I'll give a couple hours of my life so that I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I got to have fun while I did it. Yep. Bada bing, bada boom. Huge win. Absolutely. So go check out what consignment sales might be happening in your area. Ask uh, other parents, especially maybe those who've been parents longer than you or lived in your area longer than you. They might have run into these Mm -hmm. more often. Uh, Keep your eyes out looking at, yeah, parent groups online, ads you might see. Ours always put out like like signs all over the place on on street corners and stuff. Oh, right, yeah. So keep an eye out for those. And if you are in the Omaha area, kids... Kids shop. shop Omaha. So it's we'll kids it with notes. a Z, shop with two Ps and an E, Omaha. And there's also his and hers shop with Zs again. Yes, but those are all combined into They're one in now. one sale. So that's mm-hmm. the super good one because then we you're, love you're getting everything there. Mm-hmm. So we love these consignment sales. We've certainly found a gem here in Omaha and we encourage you to do a little bit of searching. I think you might find one that's really going to benefit your family. And doing it every t- year after year, season after season, mm-hmm. it can be a really helpful long-term benefit to you and yours. Absolutely. Happy deal finding. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode's from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.